I lived a life of having orgies, going to bathhouses, sleeping with prostitutes and massage girls, but I still couldn't get enough. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking to someone who had a chem sex addiction, lived a crazy life of drugs, partying, and even doing threesomes and things like that. Now, in our last show, Joshua Berglund shared with us how he had this kind of fetish for having one stable girl, but then introducing another guy kind of in the background of his life and experiencing same-sex attraction and things like that. He shared with us how he got into drugs like ecstasy, cocaine, and methamphetamines to enhance his sex life and he became like a chem sex addict. It was all about the drugs and the sex and combining them together. He talked about how when he was younger, at the age of seven, he was assaulted by two young men or basically he was raped Even though he was horrified by it, it at the same time awakened this desire inside of himself. And he felt like something was leading him that way. He experienced more molestation when he was younger. And basically, this sexual kind of beast inside of him began to awaken itself as he grew up into adulthood. Today, he's going to share with us more. So, Joshua, welcome to the show. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Joshua, man, it's awesome having you on our show, brother. And honestly, You lived a crazy life. I definitely have not walked in these paths. And so I'm learning a lot. And actually, I know from what you've told me before that this is a huge warning because even though it was everything, there was a lot of consequences. In our last show, you were talking about how that first experience opened up a desire that would haunt you for years. How did that later develop into visiting bathhouses, prostitutes, and doing orgies? I was desperate to try to figure out what was real for me. I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know if I was bisexual. I didn't know if I was gay. I didn't know if I was straight. I didn't know if I was free. I picked up that term free from some Brazilian guy in in Hawaii that picked me up off the side of the street. But I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm just supposed to be free and fluid, you know, but I didn't know my identity. I didn't know who I was, what I wanted. As I progressively started exploring my sexuality with drugs and sex with strangers, Mm -hmm. I would have these periods of time where I would go months straight being one way. And then all of a sudden, I don't want this life anymore. I don't want this. And I would try to stop it. Interesting. And every time I would try to stop, a new direction would develop or Mm. something else would happen or another form of trauma would happen in my life, which birthed another version of the monster. Wow. It was absolutely insane and wild. And I got to tell you, for as much as the drugs confused my mind and made me believe that I was having fun. I had no idea the damage that I was doing to my health and more importantly, my soul. Right. It sounds like you weren't in control because going back to the different drugs you're using, like ecstasy, cocaine, methamphetamines, what would you say the difference between the three is for you out of these three drugs? You know, ecstasy was not so much the sexual drug, even though touch felt good. Ecstasy for me was about freeing my mind and breaking me out of the box that I had put myself in. Mm. I started to think for myself more as opposed to letting other people think for me. Interesting. Cocaine awakened this beast in training. 
And it triggered all of the wrong things in me, the OCD side, the obsessive nature, the not wanting to escape that feeling of euphoria. So mm. when I would do cocaine, I would do it to the point that my nose would bleed because I never wanted it to stop. Oh my gosh. I wanted the party to keep going and going and going and my nose, I couldn't snort anymore. I'm like, now what do I do? Smoke it. And then I try injecting it, try and mixing it with pot, trying to do whatever, wow. but discovering meth. Meth is a hundred times more insane, crazy than cocaine was for me. Mm. The only problem was even then I couldn't stop either, Jeez. which means I couldn't stop doing it until I would just pass out. But also I couldn't stop doing it and I couldn't stop sleeping with different people because as soon as somebody would leave my house, somebody else was basically on their way over. So basically it was almost like something had taken over your life and you're experiencing it. But it sounds like to me, you started losing so much control. And it sounds kind of scary. Let me ask you a question. I understand that this lifestyle and brokenness from your past left you with some serious anger issues. And that expressed itself in some of your relationships with women. Tell us in general about that. Well, I was angry and, you know, angry with the world anyway. I, that never changed. But as an adult and sports go away and I no longer have that outlet, there's only so much anger I can release the gym. And plus, I had so many different secrets that were building up. Oh, man. So where the monster really grew out of control was not just learning how to keep secrets, but doing anything and everything to protect them, mm. which also meant extreme violence against not anyone that got in my way, but like say a girlfriend or even a wife caught me, there would be a massive brawl, losing my mind, and Whoa. there would be lots of violence. Two of the six times I've been in jail are for domestic violence, Dang. and it's something I am not proud of right. whatsoever. And right. to be honest with you, my man, I should not only have been in jail more times, I should still be in prison Wow! because of what I've done. I did way more worse crimes than I got caught for. Wow. And I understand there's other consequences besides the jail time besides all this stuff in losing control that you contracted the virus HIV. Yeah, I did. Now, how did that happen? And how did it feel the day you found out? Like, did it stop you? Did it change you? Like, what happened? Well, the very first time I found out, I freaked out, really, really freaked out. But then I went and took another test and I was fine. Hmm. So I went on along my ways. And then when I took another test, which I got backed up against the wall on this one, and then I kind of had no choice but to go get tested, I found out indeed I had HIV. Oh my gosh. So I responded by pretty much losing it. I went out and did a bunch of drugs. And I tell this story in my book, The Devil Inside Me. Mm -hmm. I really paint the picture. And honestly, to paint the picture now, I think you would get kicked off the radio if I did it. <laughs> I so get it. It's probably best to leave that part to my book. Yes. But that said, yes. I tried to kill myself the only way I knew how I could kill myself and go out feeling some pleasure. Wow. And that was with drugs and sex. Wow. So that kind of goes into my next question. I understand you got to a point where you ended up in jail and you used the HIV diagnosis to get special treatment, right? And you're thinking this is going to be good, but you ended up in a psych ward area of the jail and like it was horrible. Tell us what happened. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I thought having HIV, this is how big of a narcissist I was. I thought having HIV would somehow give me special privileges and I would go to a separate, you know, good, nice section of the jail right. of LA County. No, they put me in the psych ward in isolation. So the only oh thing I could gosh. see around me, I could see only the walls around me, couldn't see in front of me, couldn't see behind me. I was in this small cell by myself in isolation, but I could hear 
the screams of madmen nonstop. Oh my gosh. And that in itself was making me crazy on top of just being in isolation. That is one thing about me. You know, I never trusted myself alone. So I would always be around somebody, even if I was giving up my body for sex and drugs, I needed to be around people. And so here it is. I'm in isolation with no one around, just screams of mad, terrifying. Oh my gosh. And like, as you're isolated though, you were feeling crazy yourself. But then I understand that, you know, there was something strange that happened. You started reading a Bible because you needed something and they gave it to you. Tell us what happened when you started reading the Bible. Well, they wouldn't give me anything to read. And for some reason, I remember, oh, they have to give me a Bible. And sure enough, they have to give you a Bible or the Quran. (laughs) Oh, I see. So I'm reading Genesis and I'm just laughing at it, like whatever. And then Revelation, which that's a nightmare to read in jail. Don't read Revelations in jail, (laughs) especially when you're coming off of meth and cocaine. But for me, it was going to Proverbs and Proverbs just was like, well, God, I'm doing everything possible wrong. Wow. But it was when I remembered my buddy that I'd been arrested in high school with. His name was John. And his name came to mind. I was like, oh, he turned his life around. I'll read John. Mm. And it was reading John that first, for some reason, I don't know how, really, because I tried to read John, I'm sure, before. I'm pretty sure I did. I heard it in church, but it never registered to me. Right. But it was in that day that I started to really understand who this Jesus guy was and that he loved me. And then I started, you did this for me? Why would you do this for me? But then it triggered a lot of anger. Joshua, let's stop there. I want to have you on our next show to talk more about some of the changes that happened. And I understand that not only you started talking to God, but like you literally called out to God in that jail cell. So Joshua, thanks so much for being with us on the show. Thank you, sir, for having me. Don't go anywhere. I have something to say right after the short break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's pretty crazy, huh? How does opening up the door to a little, you know, sexual opportunity suddenly spiral into this chaotic mess where Joshua is now in a mess of consequences? It's written in Proverbs 27.20, Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. To me, Joshua is dealing with a very ancient problem. And that is a problem of how longing desire for things can be twisted to become like a black hole of desire. Where no matter what you throw in there, the hole just keeps growing and growing. Where a person is never ever fulfilled, no matter what they get or have. Now, isn't that true even when we assess in our own lives? If we're ever trying to fulfill something in our lives, it never ever gets truly fulfilled. No matter what we try to do to bring that fulfillment, our eyes will never truly be satisfied, at least with things on this earth. 
but the consequences that can come when desire is given over to the wrong things are catastrophic. What about all the people who are in the wake of Joshua's desires? I think a lot of people were hurt, and I'm sure there are many people who saw Joshua as evil, because evil comes when our desires lock onto the wrong thing. I'm not saying this to condemn Joshua, nor anyone who has a similar story, but I'm raising the question, once you know that you're evil, is there any hope? I have good news. Yes, there is hope if you realize the truth that deep inside, we've been corrupted. Our desires are off. And we are desiring the things of this world rather than God. But if you desire God, what that is intended for, you will see something happen in your life. If you want this and you want prayer for this, I want to pray for you. Lord God, I'm praying for the person and just for everyone, Lord, who can just maybe reassess their lives and be like, well, no, I'm basically a good person. But wait a minute, my desires did affect other people. I did what I did in order to get what I wanted. And I stepped on other people's lives. So right now we receive you, Jesus. We believe in you. We're asking you to come into our lives, forgive us of our sins so that we can move on, Lord God, and start desiring the right things. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.